When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... You say Josh Widdicombe. I'm enjoying this. Wow, that's a great start, isn't it? Well, the problem with this is sometimes when they... It's hard with children because that kid was a bit like gremlin-y with a voice. You want to go, oh, wow, what a weird sort of gremlin voice then. But then I get worried in case you go, oh, that's, uh, that's Sarah and she's been at speech therapy. And I'm no, like, oh, no. Wow, 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 wow. Stanley was a little later talking. Yes, see? They've been waiting for him to do his rendition for your names. And he didn't disappoint. That is from He's Emma Borders. It. Go on, Emma. But am I am I allowed to talk about that? Because I had to have speech therapy as a child. Is that like yeah. a thing where you can own it? Like Alex Brooker's allowed to talk about you know, having one leg. Yeah, ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, if I had one leg, you'd know about it. If you have one leg, Rob, I wouldn't have a job. So <laughs> when it comes gone, if you had the good news and the bad news, Rob's <laughs> lost a leg in an accident. <laughs> Bad news, Josh. He's taking your spot on last leg. Josh, I am absolutely fizzing with life. Yeah. Oh, School's back. School's back. We record this Monday. We drop the kids off and one at nursery, one at school. Oh, it feels great. The vibe at the school gate was outrageous. Was it? Oh, it's just like people were buzzing. And then like, I walked past one geezer who definitely had an haircut. I went, you've had an haircut? I went, yeah, I did yesterday. I think his guard was down. Normally someone lies and says... <laughs> Uh, oh, my wife did. He went, yeah, yeah. Got my hairdresser to do it. Oh, did you? And yeah, and he walked off. And I was like, you shouldn't have told Fuck me that. I really couldn't give a shit. I know, but I think the vibe of first day back got to him. He, was, he didn't care anymore. People snogging at the school gates. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, uh, when the, the um, army people come back at the end of the war, wasn't it? It was just absolute bedlam. Yeah, and it feels like, because of Harry and Meghan. Soldiers, that's the word. Soldiers. Soldiers. Yeah, heroes, I think you'll find they're called. I'm oh, sorry, heroes. Yes, thank you. Um, but what, what I found was, because of the Harry and Meghan stuff is so huge, it's like COVID ain't a thing. Right, you yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like this is one of the first days I've forgotten there's a pandemic. Think there's going to be a Harry and Meghan spike? <laughs> be a Harry and Meghan spike. People all just want to talk to each other closely about Harry and Meghan. 
And um, do you know what I found interesting from a parenting point of view on the podcast is out of all the stuff that's going on and all the all the scandal from the, the interview is that um, Prince Charles doesn't return Harry's phone calls. Mad. How can you as a dad not do that? I mean, like that beyond everything, surely your relationship with your son, whether or not you're not on good terms, but just not pick up the phone to your kid. And he hasn't really done anything that wrong. Harry, do you know what I mean? You may no. not agree with how he's operating as like, oh, they annoy me or whatever, if that's what your opinion is. But ultimately, as a person, is he is he still taking Prince Andrew's phone calls, but not Harry's? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Who's he talking to? I don't think he's I don't think he's been taking Prince Andrew's phone calls for quite a few years, <laughs> judging by the crown. Yeah, um but then, do you watch The Crown, Rob? No, I don't. I sort of, I've, I've seen, I know, I know what happens. They're constantly not taking each other's phone calls. Do they come in with a phone on a pillow? Is that a thing? Possibly? Well, they do in The Crown, basically. But like, are they doing that now? Or has Prince Charles got a mobile? Is he phoning like, Dad Mob? <laughs> Surely. They're not allowed mobiles. No, I mean, I don't think, you know, like, I know Prince Philip's not well at the moment. I don't think he'd be allowed a mobile. Imagine the WhatsApp groups he'd be in. <laughs> no chance. Anyway, Josh, how have you been? I am just, uh, do you know what? I'll be honest with you, I had a terrible week, but today it's sort of all vanished because I'm so happy today, but yesterday yeah. was brutal. It's an interesting way of answering the question, how have you been, to carry on with your own way, but we'll... we'll, we'll... <laughs> That is a Rob Beckett special. That you know, if you're not sure about their answer, answer it for yourself. Sorry, let's Josh. Let's do you your... first, Rob. No, let's do I you can't, first. I can't. I can't sit still, Josh. I've got lots of boring stories, Rob. Oh, so I, let's start with the energy, like like taking a toddler to the park. Let's burn oh. you out a bit before yeah, we move okay. on to my stories. Well, basically, I've had four coffees. There's a whole. Have you? A... Yeah, because I've been up early, getting the kids out. I've been watching. Piers Morgan fell apart on the news. Trisha Goddard skewered him at the end and called him a bully. It's all been kicking off, Josh. Yeah, I can't. Well, I can't keep up. Piers Morgan's. I've never really got over the fact Meghan Markle wouldn't be his friend, has he? He really. Well, is that what they're saying? Because she binned him off. That's basically. He's said. He's kind of said that himself, but he's implied that that's not the real reason that he's really angry. We should move on from the rules, but there is a very good Cold War Steve that I saw. That he's made. Do you follow Cold War Steve on Instagram? Oh, illustrator. It does illustrations yeah. of topical yeah. events. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a very good one of Piers Morgan uh, in his bedroom made to look like a shrine to Meghan Markle. Yeah, it is uh, It is weird, the obsession with her, isn't it? But um, anyway. Anyway. Oh, right, okay, let's get back to the week, Josh, right? Sorry about that. So you this. got I'm... up, you've had four coffees. I've had four coffees. I'm flooded with royal news. It's incredible. I had to listen. I, I watched Good Morning Britain, which got me to such a frenzy. Wow, I, I, to, I don't think I could do that to myself. Yeah. Bro. Oh, mate. It was. I was just like. It was like being on news speed. And then I had to watch Lorraine for a come down. Basically, yeah. that was sort of like the acoustic tent at Glastonbury, just to sort of get yeah. all the energy out of me. Um, yeah. But I'm still absolutely. What have you done? Gone back flying. to Good Morning Britain before we recorded this? Yeah. I've, yeah. I've just I've just recorded an episode from mid pandemic just to get me really riled up. <laughs> like an, an early Hancock interview. <laughs> It's a really angry way to start the day, isn't it? Good morning. I Dave. know, but I was so happy I had to calm myself down. That's why I sometimes listen to true crime podcasts because I get too happy. Right, um, yeah. Here we go, right. Let's, let, let's change the mood. So tell I've, me about your shit, new, shit, shit week. All right, okay. First of all, I've been getting trolled. Okay, <sighs> I wouldn't say trolled, but just dickheads on Twitter. I'm not going to say they are because um, I think it's unfair, but someone, right, tweeted me after I did an Instagram story about how dirty my car was, right? Said, yeah, you're still dealing with the big issues then. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm still dealing with the big Why issues. Why are you not saving that kind of content for this show, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was, just, it was just loads of crumbs everywhere and it was an outline, but it was on my, my stories. But I put it on my stories and someone didn't even reply to my stories because I've got that turned off. Has tweeted me, 
after seeing your Instagram about the back of your car, the oh, wow. the mess, three exclamation marks, how the holy hell is it that disgusting? I've got two children and it's spotless. Well, fucking good for what? you. Oh, it's spotless. Well done. Well done you. But what else are you doing in your life? All right. I've got other stuff going on. Little Miss Clean Car. Do you know who you sound like? You sound like Piers Morgan talking about Meghan Markle trying to pretend that you've got over her. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on from that one because I've got another little no, nerd attack. No, 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 let's let's ponder on that okay. one. Okay. How do you have a clean car? Well, they, they hoover because it. not not you. How does one have a clean car with children? Are they not snacking? Well, like I know. I've got two. They've got. She's reckon she's got two kids as well, and I'm just like, all right, you have got a clean car. Well done. But like, who cares? Yeah. I took the approach of my car as, as a sacrificial lamb of a vehicle. I could not give a fuck about the cleanness of my car. Exactly. I, it's basically, if you people that have dogs, the car's messy. Or if you have horses, you accept that. And with children, I think you have to treat them like livestock. Accept that they will ruin a car. And then when do they get to about 13? You have a no food in the car rule and everyone lives by that. But up until that point, I will be throwing Happy Meals and Pom Bears at them to keep them shut up. I think that's fair, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, the cleanliness of your car is um is the least of your problems, Rob. If you're throwing Happy Meals throughout, right, it. I've got an abs- yeah, I've got absolute stiff neck on Twitter as well. Give me shit, Josh. Oh no, right, here we go. Not the stiff necks. Oh, he's fucking he's sidled up this geezer. Well, I think that first woman's neck is pretty stiff. Surprised she's allowed to drive. She won't be able to check a blind spot. <laughs> uh, sure, it's clean. If you check around the corners, stiff neck. I straightforward. I don't know if it's a lady, but it's got KSW and there's a picture of a sunflower and there's a lot of emojis. So I'm just assuming it's a lady, but it might be a man. Doesn't matter, does it? This one, listen to this stiff neck, right, Josh? At, he's grassing me in to the podcast that we own with Michael, Josh, right? You know, right, like yeah. normally you complain to Mock the Week, you're at Mock the Week. I think it's unfair what that person said yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Mock the Week own that and choose to go on it. But we, we own the show here, don't we? Do, does he think... That there's like a big yes. office based around this podcast. He thinks, and we're yeah. merely a couple yeah. of kind of plebs hired. Hired guns. Like there's a big glass office <laughs> yeah. in Soho where there's twenty people making sure this all runs effectively. Yeah. And Michael's in there alone with a big cigar as the producer of the podcast, and we're just we have no say. He's in, and he could get rid of us and get other people in. That's what he's imagining. This big thing. Yeah. At lockdown, parent. On that, um, we do need to have that meeting after this, Michael, which is me and you. <laughs> Here I go. So, he's grassing me in this geezer. At Lockdown Parent, interested to listen to last week's episode. To hear that, Rob Beckett is showing his young children The Simpsons. At Disney Plus UK, has it listed as a 12 plus and under adult animation content? Doesn't seem like the sort of thing to be endorsing. I tell you what, mate. Go for yourself. I'll endorse what I want when I fucking want. All right? Why do you give a what my kids are watching, you nosy old There, I said it. And sack me. Sack me if you want. Lockdown parenting, sack me. <laughs> I'm endorsing The Simpsons for my fucking kids because I can do whatever I want. All right? They're my kids to a certain degree, obviously. Were they espressos or were they, what, what coffees were these? No, Rob? Lou made them, but I think she wanted me to leave the house for a walk with too much energy. So I think that she might have upped them to, she might have left it on strong, the old coffee machine. Did you reply on Twitter? No, I don't get involved in that. I just thought, I'd, you know, you know, just ignore it and yeah. not let it get to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm quite zen these days and I've been doing what... 
I don't think it's water off a duck's back, isn't it, for you? Yeah, I mean, in between meditations, you see that kind of stuff and you don't let it get to you. So, but yeah, sorry if I've come in too strong, Josh. I just had to get it off my chest. No, it's fine. So, how often do you get how often do you get abuse on Twitch? I I don't I've got I'll fully hold my hands up. I don't read any of the comments on my Twitter. So, I don't know whether I am the victim of lots of abuse or not very much. But I'm genuinely interested. How much abuse do you get? Do you know what? A lot. But I think it's like everyone gets a lot of abuse on Twitter. And do you know what? When it's me and like TV shows that I've done or whatever, I don't really care. But for some reason, because I pride myself on being a good person, a good husband and a good dad. So if they come for me about my kids, I go into, and we, we spoke about this before, sort of dad rage where, you know, I nearly had a fight outside the yeah, school gates. There is, an, there is an element of, um, it, it overtakes you, doesn't it? Yes, there's an element of my upbringing that, you know, I am not, too far away from tops off fighting in the street. I, I've, I've tried to stay away from that side of my personality, but that does live. But that, that's why you're on the diet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is. Why. I've lost nine pounds, Josh. So you're almost ready for your topless street fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for a topless street fight about what time of day I show my kids The Simpsons, even though it's on at six pm on Channel Four, which is technically pre-watershed. You little fucking nerdy prick. Sorry, Josh. Right, Josh, how's your week? Because I'm getting, I'm, I'm going mad. I, I think, Josh, I'm going to try and calm down now. You do seem to have burned yourself out now, which I is had good. A very, I had a very stressful Sunday, that was all, and it just sort of... Oh, was it? What happened on your Sunday? Well, basically, because they're going back to school, the shoes situation, none of her school uniform sort of fits, but it's not so small she can't get away with it, but we don't really want to buy a new lot because she won't wear it for long enough type thing. She needed new shoes, and then because my child's basically been feral for three months and just worn Wellington boots or slippers, every shoe is too tight. So we tried about 15 different pairs of shoes that were too tight and then it turned into this big thing. And then we tried to go to a park yesterday in a pair of her trainers and they were too tight as well. And she cried and hobbled along like a lame dog, you know, like... (laughs) Oh, no. And then when she got to the playground, run along the balance beams, didn't care at all. And then they wouldn't stop arguing and fighting to the point when we were driving home... They were arguing so much, I just turned the radio on to full and sang out loud for 15 minutes. Oh, wow. To sort of drown out the noise. So it was quite an intense Sunday. Yeah. So in many ways, The Simpsons was the least of your problems. Oh, yes, the least of the problems. Yeah, sure, they keep saying, you know, eat my shorts. Could you imagine that? 11-year-old saying, eat my shorts, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? It'd be so bad. The Simpsons is a 12. Because, I don't know, but on Channel 4, it's on at 6 o'clock. Don't worry about it. Chill out, mate. There's a lot bigger things to worry about. Anyway, sorry, Josh. I've burnt no, out now. Right. We can crack on normally. No, I, I, you needed you needed to get it out of your system. I think I think the issue is, Josh, now it's turned into therapy. I, at the moment, am doing this podcast and I'm doing a lot of writing, which is very reflective and internal. But you know me, I need to scream into the darkness. Yeah, but you've never written before in your life as well. No, exactly. I've had to buy a laptop for it. I've, I just scream into the abyss on stage yes. doing comedy and that's my outlet and I haven't had that now for a long time and I'm I'm, I'm slowly going insane from my own perspective my life's going to be a lot less intense when you do have an audience <laughs> I've started to calm down because I can't play Call of Duty anymore because it's scary I've started being a PC gamer oh no what are you doing civilization zoos zoos I'm building zoos Oh, Rob. On Planet Zoo. It's a game where you can build zoos and animals. What, is that like theme hospital or theme park or whatever, yeah. but for zoos? <laughs> Someone open up. Someone open up the pubs. Please. Oh, God, yeah. Rob, 
we you've got you've done a year. It was the, we haven't said it was this week last year that it started. What the podcast? No, the lockdown. Oh, the actual pandemic. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Was it, oh, was it? And it's taken a year to break you. Well, you know what? I feel like I'm at the best and the worst I've ever been. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel good, but also I think if I had an outlet, I'd be fine. Do you know, have you ever seen the film Falling Down? <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. I think I am. Can we talk about your week? Because I think I might get sectioned in a minute. Okay, Rob. I want to start a new feature. Okay. You know, we we're talking about twat desks. Yeah. So I've, but I've pondered with talking about this on the show for two weeks. Okay. But I don't want to sound like a privileged twat. Okay, go on. What are you talking about? But I think we should have privileged twat confessions. So is it like a first world problem yeah, type thing? But it's but... it's it's something that I was worried I was gonna make the listeners hate me. Okay, so you're feeling like from your media ivory tower, yeah. you're worried that you may be judged. Should we call it Ivory Tower Confessions? <laughs> ivory Tower Confessions, yeah. Media Elite. Ivory Tower Confessions is a good thing. Confession from your ivory tower. Basically, it's first row problems, sucker. <laughs> ivory tower confessions, Rob. Yeah. You know, I've moved my daughter's bedroom. Yes. Up a floor. Yeah, because you're, you're you're in the sort of like a townhouse thing, aren't you? It's a, it's a tall, thin house. Yes. It's an East London Victorian terraced house, which is very tall and thin rather than wide and low, isn't it? Yes. Yes, exactly. So she's on the second floor of your house. It's 35 stairs, Rob. 35 stairs? So at bedtime, yeah. you go up and then you have to fill up the bowl. So you go back down and then yeah. you go back up and then you've forgotten something. You go back. <laughs> Say you go up to the bedroom on average at bedtime. Yeah? Yeah. Four times i'd say is an average once yeah you have to back up the backstroke or whatever yeah. do you know what i mean like that's 140 stairs i'm doing wrong <laughs> 35 stairs every time i need to go downstairs and back up well 70 if you count going down as well which you don't cause going down is easy <laughs> i don't think that's how steps work is it have you ever tried to do the stairs coming out of Covent Garden Tube and it's about 190 stairs? Yeah, they warn you, don't they? Like, Yeah, they warn you. And it's really good if you go down the stairs at Covent Garden Tube because when you see the people coming up, they look like, <laughs> they just, they look like Sir Randolph Fines. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. 35 stairs means that trying to remember to take everything upstairs is one of the most high-pressure pieces of yeah. parenting. It's doing my head in wrong. The only time I've had to deal with a lot of stairs is when we're in Edinburgh because a lot of the houses in Edinburgh are very high, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So yeah, like, exactly. I wonder if there's anyone that's got. I mean, we want to. We want some more ivory tower confessions, but also if anyone's if anyone's got a longer commute to their child's bedroom from the front room. Oh mate, it's an absolute shocker. But then obviously when you're in bed and they wake up in the night, it's less, isn't it? Because you're already up. Yeah, yeah. So we're halfway there. We're, we're halfway, halfway there. <laughs> halfway up. You're a, you're that base camp for everyone. Yeah, yeah, we're base camp. <laughs> But say, say in the morning, right, yeah. I used to go in and when she'd wake up and then she'd say that she wanted she her vitamins. She has them in the morning, right? So I'd go down and get them. Now I've had to relocate them into a drawer in her room, mate, because there's no way that first thing in the morning I'm doing that journey. No, I think that's a good decision. I think, um, is it worth buying two of the same uh, teddies and they've like, you know, they can not leave certain floors? Do you <laughs> like, know what, Like Rob? perimeter alarm? 
Gee, I just think I, I might just move her back into our bedroom. Have you thought about a pulley system down the stairs? I'm not Wallace and Gromit, mate. <laughs> Thirty-five stairs, Rob. Thirty-five stairs. That is a lot of that is a and that is something that is annoying, but you no one will ever take seriously or care. No one's I I, I understand you shouldn't have any pity for me in that. No, but we've made a huge, huge layout mistake, in my opinion. Do you know right, I've got one then I could do for you. Right. when we got our house done, we had to ours was a wreck, right? So we had to get everything done. And when they did it, they did the water. They sort of connected the water almost like to the like a new type of connection to the mains, so that it came straight from the mains rather than going through this old system because it was a really old house. Yeah. And um, I would say the water pressure in my house is so fierce to the point it's unusable at times. <laughs> Lou, and I, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's complained about too much pressure in a water. Pre- now, normally, the argument with water pressure is there's not enough pressure; it dribbles yeah. out. The pressure is outrageous to the point where if We've got a bath, right? And the and the shower's like in on the bath, like it's hooked on. You could you yeah. it's not and you can put it up in the air if you want, or you just hold it over your head and like it's attached. So you switch the lever from bath to shower. If it's been left on shower and you turn the water on full because you think it's set on bath mode, yeah. The shower head that is loose on a like or cable wiring thing will explode off of the bath and just spray the whole room. Yeah. We've got that. We've got the old shower head spray scenario. And Lou said to me, we need to lower the water pressure because the water is too powerful for our children's heads. And I just said, they're just going to have to deal with it until their skulls can take it. Because <laughs> I'm not changing my water pressure to wash a kid's head for a year until their heads get harder. <laughs> um, well, it's a good new feature. Yeah, uh, let's see what we get in. The best thing about it is um, it's going to lead to Rob uh, getting lots more abuse on Twitter. <laughs> Do you want some more um, feet on the floor uh, stories of parenting, Rob, from my week? Yeah, go for it. What you got? Went to the tip. Oh, I went to the tip last week. I had a fucking nightmare, Rob. Oh, no. What happened? So, Sunday trip to the tip. Yeah. Oh, busiest day. Go on. Well, Peak hours. Not for me. No. Right. So, go to the tip. Get, get everything in the car, obviously. I know we've talked about some banal things on this show, Rob. <laughs> but this, there is a traffic light near me. <laughs> Love it. Love it already. Come on. Right. I am conv- I am convinced, Rob, yeah. that it doesn't turn green on Sundays. Right. Uh, what is it? Religious? <laughs> I don't know, right, Rob? So I use this traffic light during the week to drop my child to nursery, right? We yeah. go through this traffic light. Yeah, yeah, you're using, All is fine. Yeah, you're, using, you're using a traffic light. You're a normal guy. Yeah, I'm a normal guy. I'm a normal guy. <laughs> you use a traffic light. Yeah, come on. You're normal like us. Yeah, come on. Right? On Sunday, last Sunday, it didn't change for five minutes. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah. I was I was third in the queue. It didn't change for five minutes, right? People are starting to honk their horns. Yeah. The, you can see that it's going around all the other options and not changing, right? Yes. Well, is there sometimes you need to be near a sensor to trigger it? If you're too far well, back, he doesn't know you're there. I know. So I, you can only blame the person who's front of the queue for that, yeah. right? That This was last Sunday. So eventually, it goes on so long, people start taking it into their own hands and just going. Oh, going through red. That's a big decision, isn't it? It's a fucking huge decision. <laughs> but but when you're third in the queue yeah. and one person's gone around you already and the first to have gone, I thought, I'm all right here. Right? Yeah. Went through, fine. I thought, I never have to think about that again. Go to the tip, find the tip. Obviously, takes a while. Find the tip. Get there. You're all right, mate. Wind down my window. 
He says, can I see uh, the email? I said, what? Oh. He says, you have booked, haven't you? <laughs> no, I haven't booked, mate. Because <laughs> this isn't tea at the fucking Ritz. It's the tip. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not slug and lettuce New Year's Eve, mate. <laughs> have I booked? <laughs> it's not Glastonbury. I didn't... I wasn't up refreshing the webpage at 10am to get my slot. Yeah, sometimes they release a few tickets on the day, don't they, for the tip? <laughs> They've got some returns. So obviously, despite the fact my car's full of rubbish, yeah. I'm not allowed to use the tip. Oh, no. Most gallingly, because you have to go through this passageway to get to the tip, I have to drive through the tip to get out of the tip. Oh, no. You should have pulled up and unloaded. No, not able to stop. Should have pulled up and unloaded. Big boy move. Big boy move. You've already gone for a red light, mate. Pull up, reverse in, unload. What are they going to do? Get out of the fucking dump? Put it back in your car? <laughs> That would that, that I would have loved it if you did that. Yeah, well, I no, obviously I, I didn't do that. I now regret it. So this weekend, Sunday, book for the tip. So has all the rubbish been in your car for a week? No, it, I put it in the front yard, took it out of the car, put it in the front yard. All these paintings. Basically, uh, day before having our garden table delivered, the guy who's delivering it is like, oh, I'll have that paint, those paintings and that big metal pipe that you don't want. So basically takes 75% of the stuff I was going to take to the tip. But I still have a few items. that. So now I'm going to the tip with about three fucking items. (laughs) I'd love to be a man or a woman that just gets a bit of pipe from someone's garden and makes something with it. Do you know the worst thing? When you said, are you you getting rid of this big bit of pipe? And the first thing I thought was... Of course I'm fucking am, you lunatic. It's a big bit of pipe. I thought, oh God, is that really valuable? And I don't realise. <laughs> yeah, antique roadshow. It's a Rolex pipe. <laughs> so I go to the tip with my few things. Obviously, in the week when I've had the um, the uh, mattress for a, what are those outdoor beds called? Sunbed. Yeah. That's got rained on. So I've now got a, a totally wet mattress. Right. Oh, because it's been in your front yard. Yeah, I get you. In the front yard. So I have to put it in two uh, two bin bags. Yeah, with a bin bag underneath it. Set off the tip. So you get down. You're, you're, you're traffic light you use. Your favourite one. Yeah. What's it saying? Red. <laughs> <laughs> Worst news yet, Rob. Yeah. I'm front of the fucking queue. The pressure's <laughs> on. Oh, boy, the pressure's on. <laughs> What's with us? It wasn't working again, Rob. Could on you a not Sunday. Put a green light on the council website. <laughs> okay, you're at the front of the queue. I'm loving this. You're at the front of the queue. I'm like, by this point, obviously, I don't have the theory about Sundays. I just thought it was last Sunday. Yeah. But then the time starts ticking, Rob. Oh, no. Another five minutes. <laughs> the uh, the horns behind me are beginning. Uh, oh, no. What would you have done, Rob? I would have moved as far forward as possible to try and trigger some sort of sensor. <laughs> yeah. And then I would have I would have waited for the person behind me to go around me. That's exactly gone. what I did. Waited yeah. for the person to go around me. And then a lorry went around me. The beauty of the oh. lorry going around me is he was going straight on, I was going right. So I actually used the lorry as a kind of shield in case someone came through the green light in yeah, the other way. I did- I do that on roundabouts with buses and lorries. So I think if he's gone, they can't get through him to me. <laughs> if if it had all gone wrong, they'd have hit into the lorry and I'd have just carried on to the tip. Yeah. 
Oh, well, at least you got at least you got in the tip eventually. Josh. Yeah, when I got to the tip, Rob, just to finish the story. Oh no. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> the bloke went. Are you chucking that away? I'll have that. <laughs> the lilo had leaked all oh. over. <laughs> so then I had what I could only describe as an open. I had to open up a bin bag below the lilo. I had a puddle on a bin bag on the back seat of my car, like totally stationary. Like I like had a little lake sitting in the back of my car. Yeah. No idea how to get it out. So in the end, I just had to kind of flip the water out of the car. I'll be honest with you, Rob. Yeah. The woman on Twitter who doesn't like the back of your car would give me dog's abuse for the back of my car. (laughs) Absolute fucking state of shitty water from the last week. But I did manage to get rid of my stuff at the tip. Uh, But all the food as well, like the biscuits and crisps that are on the floor, when they get wet, it gets worse. Mess and water. Oh, my God. And you've got the dirty lilo water. But at least you got rid of the lilo. Got rid of the lilo. Got rid of everything to the tip. But I don't know what to do about that traffic light, Rob. I mean, report it to the council. How could a traffic light not go on Sundays? I, I tell you what we do is, you take a photo of this traffic light and stick it on our Instagram, and then someone locally will know what's the score of it, or someone in traffic. Yeah. I think that's what we do. There'll be someone that knows or can research that. I couldn't believe it, Rob. There is some sort of programming issue that needs to be reported to the local council. And I think you're the man to do it, Josh. You've got your bin. They, they move fast. Bin. Hackney Council move fast. They do move fast. Maybe there's a Hackney Councillor listening. Get it sorted. Someone for Transport for London, get it sorted. Get, get it sorted. Get a photo online. Can I tell you my um, dump tip confession? Yeah. Um, there's a uh, CCTV camera that you can check on the council website to see how busy the queue is for the dump. Oh. I check it before I go to make sure it's really long oh. so I can be out of the house for long. Oh, Rob. Then brought in booking in your neck of the woods then. <laughs> they don't book in. We've got a permit. A little permit that we could just go whenever I can go whenever I want, Josh. Oh wow! I could go and take one bag of rubbish now. God, and I bet all your bloody traffic lights work on the way as well, don't they? Exactly. No, no threat of a fine. But um, yeah, I do that so that I can sit in the queue listening to a podcast. Lovely. It's great, isn't it? It's this a little, one, little trick. I don't listen to this back. Sometimes I hear Lou listening to it though, which is weird. And then yeah. I shout to her, and she gets all confused because she can't work out what's me talking on the podcast <laughs> and what's me shouting about something. Do you want um, a few very quick emails, Rob? And then we'll do loads more emails on Friday. Uh, yes, let's do that. Let's do some emails. And I've got some uh, Instagram we can do on Friday because I've blabbered on. I feel better now, though, Josh. I needed that release. I feel like I've yeah, calmed. I think, do you know what? We both needed that. Yeah. And I think it was perfectly weighted. You, I got burnt out like a Catherine wheel. And then you really built that dump and lights. It built like a bonfire. It was beautiful. Do you want to hear something really lame, Rob? Um, what, again? <laughs> That's what the show is, Josh. <laughs> Go on. So now I've, uh, to make my tea last during the record, because we record this, it was what, it takes an hour or whatever. Yeah. I do use a travel cup now, Rob. Oh, what, that keeps it warm? Yeah. You know, you can get like a Bluetooth one that heats it. Oh my word. Rishi Sunak's got it and it was like, it was like in the paper for him being flash because he had like an 80 yeah. pound cup or something. He could afford it. He could afford it. He's the richest man in the cabinet. He's the richest man in the cabinet. But yeah, so you should get one of them, Josh. Yeah, well, because this one came free when I did Blockbusters on Comedy Central. (laughs) Hi, Josh and Rob. Hearing about the girl who told... uh, Oh, why don't I I read the nice bit as well? Yeah, let's... Thank you for keeping us sane in these dark days. You're performing a national service and should anticipate at least an MBE in the next honours list. Oh, would we accept though, Josh? Wow. Would we be offered after the bloody first five minutes of this episode? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> hearing about a girl who told her nursery friends, my daddy's got a big willy, brought back one of our most cherished parenting memories. Our girls aged 11 and 14 now, but when they were six and nine, we went for a sunny walk and picnic in Trent Park, the outer reaches of North London. We'd been warned the park's long grasses could hide ticks, so we should keep an eye on both dog and the kids to make sure they didn't attract any unwelcome visitors. After our picnic, we went to the adventure playground, which was packed with whooping kids and parents milling around. I remembered about the ticks, so called over our youngest, Esme, to check the skin of her arms and legs, all clear. I then asked her <laughs> to go and fetch her sister so I could check her. At which point, she took a few steps forward and yelled across the playground, Sophie, come here. Daddy wants to check if you've got tits. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, no, 9 and 11, the worst ages for that as well. Tumbleweed, shock silence, oh, some old. parents sniggered, one openly laughed, one looked appalled. Oh, but it's like when you call your teacher mum, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The worst. Yeah. Ugh. So there we go. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, years on, we still haven't been back to that playground from Joel Rickett. Joel Rickett. Rob, we've had a lot of people who have had babies during international football tournaments. Oh, good to know. So we get a bit of advice because you're expecting your... Um... Oh, Josh, I should mention this as well. Um, we're a bit worried about... Not worried, but like you're quite a sort of private person. You're not a big sort of like male online media whore type of celebrity. You keep yourself no, not, to yourself. No. And you was a bit like, oh, I hope, you know, there's... Pro I imagine too much coverage about your second baby. Um, and it did well, didn't it? The announcement on the podcast. We had our, one of our biggest ever download days, but not one single media outlet covered it, Josh. Yes. So, how yes. Did, is, that, is that good news for you? Or are you slightly annoyed that you completely <laughs> went under the radar? It's, it's a bit of pill to swallow, isn't it? I would say your private life hasn't been invaded, but you wouldn't mind a little pry, would you, just to make you feel feel important? Yeah, you, you, you'd think, considering some of the stuff they put in mail online, but I'm going to say it now, Rob, it's good to know that no one's interested in your life. <laughs> because sometimes you're sat waiting at a red light eternally, and you think, what if I jump this light and it's going to end up in the papers? Yeah. And now I know no one could give a fuck. <laughs> I do think that sometimes, because obviously some people's lives are really, like, pried into. But you must have to court it a bit, because you're on, like, a big TV show. We do a podcast about parenting that's just popular and a lot of people listen. But no one cares. No one gives a fuck about me, Rob. <laughs> no one gives a flying but fuck. But they do, because they listen to this and you're on the show. But yeah. certain aspects of media don't care at all. Couldn't give a shit. Do you know what I'm going to do, Rob? Yeah. I'm going to go on Mail Online, which I don't do normally. No. Not, right. not publicly. I'm going to go on, is it TV and showbiz? That's the bit, right? Yeah, the sidebar of shame, yeah. I'm going to read you some things that are more interesting. <laughs> than, than you having another kid. All right, go yeah. on. Molly May Haig, who I've never heard of. <laughs> She's from Love Island. Wraps up warm in a black padded jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, to be fair, though, that's pretty interesting. Tell, tell, tell me that. Oh, oh, wait, as, as, it's not finished yet. As she joins Bo, Tommy... Fury yeah. on a low-key stroll. <laughs> She's gone for a walk. It's bigger news than your incoming child. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot. It's the worst day you could have done this. Well, there's also a lot of stuff that's just really <laughs> shaming to women. So I'm trying to <laughs> skip over that because it's not yeah. it's not very nice. Um, okay. 
Ashley Roberts. Pussycat Doll? Yes. Now a, a, a heart DJ, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, hang on. But this is obviously more uh, important to the reader than your incoming baby. More important than to the reader. <laughs> Ashley Roberts looks chic in a khaki pleated skirt, lilac blouse, and shearling jacket as she leaves her Heart FM show. She's just going home from work in clothes. <laughs> James Martin walks off this morning set after Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield leave him red-faced with cheeky piece-of-meat joke. <laughs> it was a good joke, though. He's literally you... just walked out of shop because of a joke. <laughs> Genuinely. Why? Well, Rob, I've got loads of football stuff, so why don't we save that for Friday? Don't worry, it's not all football-y uh, if you're not interested in football. But I could end with, if you think we've gone mad, Rob. Yeah. Can I end with this? I love the podcast. It cheers me up after the hell that is homeworking while homeschooling. My three children aged 10, 9 and 5. I just wanted to share my own Bingate experience. This happened a few years ago while my youngest was still very much in nappies. The thief's modus operandi, Stiffneck, was to sneak out as soon as the bins were emptied, steal a bin from the end of the alley where all the bins were put out and hide it in her garden. Ooh. The bins are emptied every two weeks. On bin day, she would sneak the bin back very early, late at night, and steal another house's bin after the bin men had been. This had happened to us a couple of times, and after speaking to a few neighbours, we realised this was a well-thought-out plan carried out by a criminal mastermind who carefully altered her victims so as to avoid notice. I waited until our bin was yet again stolen. I was determined to find out who the thief was. On bin day, I went out at 7am. It wasn't there. 7.30. Still no bin. At 8, I went back out and there it was. I opened the bin and was faced with two weeks worth of waste. I was determined to find a clue and had come prepared. So put on my rubber gloves. No. Opened the first bag and discovered to my horror that not only did she mix general waste with recycling, but she'd removed her name and house number from all of her junk mail. No. Oh my gosh, I'm new to the world report of this in the bins. Yeah. She'd carefully removed all trace of her identity. As I said, a criminal mastermind, I was not willing to give up. So dragged out bag after bag of sweaty, stinking rubbish. My husband came out with the kids on to see what I was doing, but hurriedly took them back to shield them from my madness. I was a woman possessed. The entry to the alley leads directly to my kids' school. Parents I knew were walking past. Oh God, this is getting worse looking at me almost upside down in the bin, but I ignored them and maintained focus on my goal. Bin Raider. Bin Raider is the worst thing you could be at school. Bin Raider. Remember Bin Raiders at school? No. What's a Bin Raider? Well, someone got sent out of the bin. You go, Bin Raider. He's a Bin Raider. Never heard of Bin Raider? No, didn't have Bin Raiders in Devon. There's only four of you, wasn't it? Everyone will know what they put in there. <laughs> Suddenly, I saw it. Her mistake. I grabbed hold of it, shoved the bags back in, and ran home to carefully consider my next well-reasoned move. However, I was fucking livid. So instead, I wrote this note. Aggressive, I agree. Uh, Especially as I later realised she was an elderly lady. Oh, they're always the worst. Still, she was sprightly enough to steal all of the neighbourhood's bin rather than a new one. My advice to Josh is go in hard. You may get a rep as the neighbourhood psycho, but your bin will never be stolen again. Well, did she confront the old lady? I'll read you the note. She sent us a screen grab. Okay. <laughs> Dear blank. We'll call her Dorothy. Dear Dorothy. No, don't, don't call her Dorothy. That's my name, but it looks like I've got the arm. Okay, um, sorry. Call her. Don't say sorry. It was my fault. Call her 
June. Okay, that is her name, so that's all. No, it's not. <laughs> Dear June, if you're going to steal my bin for two weeks, at least have the fucking sense to no. get rid of your prescriptions with your name on. <laughs> no, she didn't say fucking, did she? She put down yeah. the S for fucking, your fucking prescriptions. <laughs> you can't be that aggressive to someone that needs medicine. <laughs> Next time it goes missing... I will inform the council and give you my shitty nappies to take care of. <gasps> Cheers, number 20. Number 20. Wow, that is... Did she get a reply? You're not replying to that, are you? You're just not going to steal the bin again. Good honour, though. I also, as well, I, I personally feel like, great, you got your bin back, but I don't think this was about the bin. <laughs> it's a bit like when you got, a, you know, a, confronted at, by that gym goer outside yeah. when you went, what's this really about? <laughs> Not about the bin, is it? There's enough space for the bin, isn't it? In the other bin, but good. That's good detective work, though. I, I, I applaud the effort. Yeah, so do I. Um, so yeah, if you've gone mad in some way, <laughs> then well, do uh, let us know about yeah, it. Oh, we've got this one from Steve in Dagenham. He ate his own shit once. Cool, right? <laughs> that's a lovely bit of correspondence. <laughs> he went mad. Uh, on Friday, we've got uh, Gabby Logan. That is unrelated to her. Have you ever gone mad? Uh, question. No, I'd say, one, yeah, one of the most composed people on TV, Gabby Logan. One of the most composed people on TV and podcast. She's absolutely brilliant. She's great, Gabby. Genuinely great episode. Uh, I look forward to uh, everyone hearing it, but we'll see you then. See ya! See ya!